Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. Training camp is right around the corner. First practice is Wednesday, but training camp has already begun for the Ravens front office. They've yes. been making some moves in anticipation of the beginning of camp. So we're here to break it all down and give you our take. And uh, Garrett, let's start with running back Melvin Gordon. Yes. The Ravens agreed to a one-year deal in principle with him pending the passing of a physical. Uh, what was your initial take, a reaction to that signing. Well, look, I think the Ravens are adding some depth to their their backfield. I think Melvin Gordon serves as a pretty good insurance policy. I think they have really good players there with J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards and Justice Hill, but they bring in Gordon, who's an insurance policy, I think, that gives them somebody who's been a workhorse running back in his career. Um, last year, he ends the season on the Chiefs practice squad, but prior to that, he'd had back-to-back seasons where he topped 900 yards. Right. So he's been a highly productive player in his career, rushed for more than 6,000 yards and 55 touchdowns. How much does he have left in the tank? You know, That's always kind of a question. Uh, mm-hmm. When you sign a veteran running back, we'll see. Right. I think in some ways it kind of... Like he's thirty, he's not like he's, it's not like he's thirty four. No, but thirty, <laughs> thirty for a running back. Yeah. yeah, and 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 he's going into his ninth season, right? So I, I think I still think he's a really good player. I just think you know those are all the questions. Like that, mm-hmm. as we have these conversations about running backs in the NFL, this is kind of the national topic these days. Yeah, with uh, running backs in this league, how long they last and all that stuff. But um, you know, you 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 get him on the field in training camp, you can see exactly what he's got left, and I, I think in some ways. You know, the Ravens have made moves like this. I mean, it's not the exact same, but last year they signed Mike Davis, who was a veteran uh, who had been a productive player. Mm-hmm. He didn't have the, he hasn't had the kind of success that Melvin Gordon has. Well, I think that signing was, well it was, it was earlier in the process. Earlier, yeah. yeah. But basically, you get a veteran in that could be a guy that you could count on if need be. Um, and I think that at a minimum, that's what this signing is. And, Maybe Melvin Gordon shows that he's got a lot left and can be a really productive rusher for you this year. Well, I think, too, you have to take into uh, account the context of what's going on at running back. I mean, Gus Edwards uh, is not yet what well, maybe he will be at the start of training camp. I'm not sure, but, you know, he wasn't a full participant during minicamp. Certainly expecting to be ready for week one, but we don't know. And, and J.K. Dobbins obviously didn't take part in minicamp. You know what's his training camp status going to going to be? I think that's a, a question mark at this point. We're yeah. not sure. He's opening training camp on the physically. I know we're going to get to the other transactions, right. but you know J.K. Dobbins is opening training camp on the physically unable to perform list. Exactly. Now, he can come off that at any point. Exactly. He could come off that the very next day. Yeah. Who knows? But to your point of an insurance policy that where this is the phrasing that you used off the top here, I think that's a good way of putting it because you know your top two running backs. Running the ball is is important in Baltimore. It's going to as much as we've talked about the passing game and Ty Munkin's offense and all that stuff. Running the ball is very important in Baltimore, and it's going to continue to be. Mm-hmm. And so when you have the J.K. Dobbins situation and Gus, you know, in, in his health, factoring that in, adding a guy that's done it for you know eight years in the league and done it at a, a pretty consistently you know solid level, good level, you know. We don't know what the price tag is exactly. Yeah. Adam Schefter reported it's up to $3.1 million for the one-year deal. Up to, I think, probably being the key words here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's that's a pretty, I think, good addition to make sure that your running game isn't going to... In years past, we've seen it's just kind of struggled when they've gotten low in numbers. Yeah, And so they want to avoid that fate. And yeah. I think Melvin Gordon's a pretty good solution to that. Yeah, like Gordon is somebody, like I said, like I... At his 
best, he was one of the best running backs in the league. Now, he's a two-time Pro Bowler. Yeah, like he's been a really productive player. And look, again, the shelf life of running backs, all that stuff, like that's a big topic of conversation, like I said. And so you'll get a chance to see in training camp just exactly how he looks and how he's running the ball, how he's moving, what his mm-hmm. speed looks like. Right. And uh, this is a chance to kind of evaluate that. And then, like, if you go into a season and you just want to have – you want to have depth. You want to have depth at running back. Well, yeah, that, you have three players that have over like all three of those guys right. have had major injuries in two years ago. Right. Well, kind of. My point is also that I expect J.K. Dobbins to play this year and have a fantastic year. As I've been saying, I'm very bullish on J.K. Dobbins and what mm-hmm. he can do this year. That hasn't changed, and this signing doesn't change that. My perception of that. I expect Gus to have another really good year. He looks big and muscular. I mean, he looks like the bus. Yeah. The bus looks ready to roll, right? And uh, but even if even if those two guys are out there and playing well, like it's not unheard of to have a third running back that gets some some play. Mm-hmm. Plus, just in case of injury, like you want to have depth there at that yeah. position, and so. Uh, you know the Ravens. The that's one place the Ravens don't want to be shorthanded. Justice Hill, again, he's a good. He's proven to be a speedy, shifty, good change of pace back, versatile guy. Uh, he's also very important on special teams. Like, I think that the Ravens can even find room, even if J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards are playing. Like, can there be some carries for Melvin Gordon? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. As a third running back, I think that that's not out of the question by any means. Well, and if one of those other two guys, something happens, one of them goes down, you're still in a pretty good situation. To your point about the up to on the contract that Adam Schefter reported that it's up to $3.1 million. Again, we haven't seen the full breakdown of the contract and what all the finer details and incentives mm-hmm. could look like. But if he were to get that, then that would reportedly be the biggest contract <laughs> of any of the Ravens running backs. The cap hit for Gus Edwards this year is 2.7. Mm-hmm. The cap hit for J.K. Dobbins, you know, obviously he's still on his rookie contract. I think that was 1.3 um, for J.K. So, like, if Gordon were to reach that level, like, that would mean that he's been... He's probably playing a lot. He's playing a lot. He's not just insurance policy. Like, he's getting the ball a lot. Yeah. Um, and is, pro- is probably... If he's getting up to that level, you think he's going to be one of the top two running backs. And that probably means... means somebody suffered an injury. Some, someone's suffered an injury or isn't back all the way or whatever. But, like... Um, so you don't really want that to be the case because you want this entire group to be healthy. Yeah, obviously for sure. Um, so yeah, interesting move. I don't really see, I think you see the 3.1 price tag and you're like, Ooh, you know, I think once we see what the, the real numbers are there, then you can kind of, uh, read a little more more into it. Yes. Yeah. I also, I also think too, like once we get through, a couple of weeks of training camp, and you see how J.K. looks. You see how Gus looks. Right. You see, like, are those guys all on the field? Are J.K. and Gus on the field? Are yep. they practicing yep. in full capacity? Yep. Are they not? Yep. How's Melvin Gordon look? Then yep. you can have a better sense, just of like, okay, now, like, my guess still right now, if I'm if I'm guessing, is that J.K. Dobbins leads the team in rushing. Gus Edwards is second. Yes. And I think that those two guys are are going to have really good seasons. Yeah. That's like how I feel right now. But I think that in a couple of weeks we'd have a better sense of what those predictions truly look like. The the one person I think that this signing, it does kind of uh, affect them or whatnot is the undrafted rookie back, rookie running back Keaton Mitchell, who's mm-hmm. gotten a fair amount of buzz uh, from Ravens fans during OTAs and minicamp and was getting a lot of reps because Dobbins and, and Gus weren't out there. You know, if Keaton Mitchell's uh, 
path to making the 53-man roster, I think, probably gets tougher yeah. with this addition. Yeah, it's more crowded back there. Exactly. And you, and you add in a Pro Bowl running back, it makes it a lot more right. challenging. It doesn't probably get tougher. It does get tougher. Yeah. And that's not to say that he you know, can't do it or whatever, but he'd have to beat out Mevin Gordon, and maybe he can. Mm-hmm. But I think that's one thing you can say for sure. It does impact him. Yeah. Totally. All right, so let's take a quick break and then run through some of the other transactions that the Ravens made just before the start of training camp. All right, thanks for listening to the Lounge Podcast. We're coming to you from the SeatGeek studio here, and we also want to give a shout-out to our friends at DraftKings, which is the official sports betting partner of the Baltimore Ravens, and it has a limited-time offer that you don't want to miss. Here's what you need to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use the code FLOCK if you're a new customer. You get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000. That is only at DraftKings Sportsbook, and you got to use the promo code FLOCK. Please play responsibly for help. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. You need to be 21 or older and physically present in Maryland to play. So, the Ravens had, uh, let me make sure I did my math here, seven moves? I think seven moves. Can you count up to seven? I think I can. Okay. you know, you list them in as long as long as you can count on your two hands, you're still good. Seven, <laughs> seven. All right, good. thank you. <laughs> um, so, this comes from the guy. You know your math. Don't even start chirping math. at me, great math. Mr. Math. I'm great at math. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, the Ravens added Rashad Bateman to the reserve list uh, under the designation reserve. Did not report. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also put Tyus Bowser on the non-football injury list. Uh, and then they put four guys on the physically unable to perform list at the start of camp. That's J.K. Dobbins, as we previously mentioned, Pat Ricard, Rayshad Nichols, Mike Thomas, and did I say four or five? And four, was, did I, yeah. Oh, that's five. Okay. It's five. Yeah. Pepe, it was last one. seven. We're still at seven. Yeah, the, the last one is Pepe Williams. It's Pepe Williams. Sorry. Yeah. So that's J.K., Pepe, Ricard, Mike Thomas, and Rayshad Nichols. Yep. Uh, and so on Rashad Bateman, you know, I think you fans mm-hmm. hear that. Did not report. What's the significance there? There is a quote from Eric DaCosta on that front, yep. um, which you can read as well. Yeah, so the quote from Eric DaCosta is, uh, I've spoken to Rashad, and we expect him here very soon. Yeah, so obviously the first practice, as we mentioned, is on Wednesday, I think, with Rashad. It'll, I'll be curious to see, is he practicing? Right. Um, how, how very is very soon? Well, well, yes, when exactly does he report? But beyond once he reports... What, when, how quickly does he get on the field? If you remember, of course, he had the cortisone injection in his foot right before minicamp, so he did not practice yep. at all minicamp. He practiced in some capacity during OTAs. I mean, not much, but he was out there at times. And um, how did that cortisone shot go? How does he feel? Is he out there full go, you know, in training camp quickly? Um, I think that all of those are very valid questions. And and then, of course, the big one, you know, when, when he reports, and like DaCosta said, expect it to be soon. Yeah, I mean, the question is why. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's, that's the question. Right. Without beating around the bush, and we don't know why. Yeah. You know, uh, he, you know, injured vets, as we said at the top, are uh, required to report before the rest of the mm-hmm. vets. Um, so he would fall under that category. Right. Which is he's in a different bucket than most players returning. We don't know why yep. he wasn't there at that time. Um but it sounds like it's not a big deal because he's going to be here soon. Yeah, the bigger deal is to what you're talking about, which yeah. is, is he healthy and ready to roll? Yeah. That's the bigger deal. Right, and, and he's in communication with Acosta, exactly. as he said. So, the, right, they understand what the situation is. Seems like it's not a big deal. Yeah. Um, 
whether he's on the field matters a lot. I mean, it's a big, it's a, as we all know, as Rashad Bateman knows, it's a big season, really big season for him. Year three, you know, this offense is expected to take great strides in the passing game. He's a major part of that. Uh, you know, obviously the disappointment of getting, you know, suffering an injury last year, foot injury last year, on top of his rookie year, getting off to a uh, slower start because of a core muscle surgery. Mm-hmm. Like it's, he's had two years when he's been out for mm-hmm. a significant time and he's a super talented guy with sky high potential. And, and when he's been on the field, he's been awesome. And, you know, in order for the Ravens passing game to be as good as it can be, it needs a healthy Rashad Bateman. Yeah. And as we've talked about previously with this receiving core, you know, that's just kind of his status is a big question. As you just said, you also have somewhat similar questions as relates to Odell Beckham, new offense coming back from the ACL. How quickly does he get on his health is in a little bit different place. He's better. I mean, I mean, he, he was practicing 11 on 11 during minicamp. He's had far more time to come back. Way more time. Yeah. He missed an entire season. Right. Um, and so, I think that he's in a much further along in the process from Rashad. But he's still so, going to like kind of ramp up, and you know he's talked pretty clearly about you know it's a kind of slow incline, yeah, to the season. But like with yeah, so with like Bateman's status is absolutely one that I think that is like one of the biggest questions of camp. Yep. Um, and it'll be like when he gets on the field. Every kind of step he takes and movement will be highly dissected as people look to see exactly where he is and is he going to be ready for week one, all that stuff. The facts of the situation are the Ravens wide receiver core is in a much better place than it was at this time of year ago. Oh, yeah. I mean, if Bateman isn't healthy at the start of camp, I mean, they signed Odell Beckham Jr. and they drafted Zay Flowers. You still have two very high-quality wide receivers there that, you have a lot of hope for. They also, of course, added Nelson Aguilar, and who Nelson I think a- was pretty impressive during the offseason. Exactly. Last year, none of those three guys were here. Yeah. It was Bateman, and then DuVernay was your number two, yeah. and Perchet and Tylen, and all those guys competing for other spots. Yep. Uh, and they had another veteran. I mean, they added... Uh, they, they added Sammy Watkins late in well, the process. No, 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 no. It's Marcus Robinson. Yeah. That's who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. But that was in a training camp edition, I think. Yep. Right? And so... Yeah, that was very late That the was process. late addition so you know even if Bateman isn't 100 percent physically like the Ravens wide receiver core is in a way better spot but I go back to my earlier point that in order to reach its potential Bateman is a huge part of that mm-hmm. I mean I want to see Bateman OBJ and Zay Flowers out there ripping up people yeah you get those three on the field look out yeah I agree but so Bateman is is a key player he knows that the Ravens know that and you know, cross your fingers that he's back out there and practicing here pretty soon. So in terms of the other guys who were on the pup list, uh, Pat Ricard, he had an, uh, an off-season hip surgery, John Harbaugh said previously. Yep. So that was expected that he would open on pup. Pepe Williams, you know, he went down during off-season workouts. Um, and it's a, it's a soft tissue injury. Don't know the exact extent of it. But John Harbaugh said previously that Pepe was – pushing that he'd be ready for to go in camp but we'd see um mm-hmm. you know it's so i don't think it's really a surprise that he opens camp on the pup list um and then tyus bowser non-football injury don't really know what's the status there what yeah. the severity of that is or what happened he, guy there. he finished last year healthy he was playing i mean he came back from the achilles it was kind of a slow you know he, it took time for him to come back from the achilles eventually got back on the field um so we don't know. But and he didn't practice at all this offseason. He didn't practice during the offseason, and John Harbaugh said like he had a, a knee issue flare up. Um, so he, he 
he was odd in the field at times, but not never went through eleven on eleven work. And so I don't think he did individual either. He, yeah, he was kind of in many camps. He was kind of off running to the side, you know, on the other field um, for most of that. And so, you know, what's what is the the deal with him? You know, right. when does he sure. get on the field? Not sure. Oh, that'll be a big story, I think, when camp opens. To yep. Get more information about that. And then the other one's J.K. Dobbins. Obviously, also put on the physically una- unable to perform list. Uh, I don't think that one's also a, a, a major deal. I mean, we all know the J.K. Dobbins, he didn't participate in minicamp. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the contract, as we've talked about, you know, is in play here. And, and he tweeted certainly that it's, you know, judging by his tweets that he's thinking about his contract and whether he's in negotiations or not with the Ravens, we don't know mm-hmm. um, whether offers and counteroffers have been made or whatnot. But, um, you know, J.K.'s come still working back to a hundred hundred percent seemingly from the knee and so whether that's it you know or not we we don't know yeah don't know yeah i think these this next week or two will provide some clarity on some of these questions like with a, a not a hundred percent clarity <laughs> yeah. here's we're here to give you our podcast our our take on all these moves here's our take we don't know <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, and like you gotta you gotta see when these guys get on the field and then what they what they look like. At the end of the day, what do I expect? You ask me right now. I expect J.K. Dobbins to be out there playing and have a great season. That's what I expect. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not moving from that. Yeah. And I expect J.K. is like a emotional dude and com- but also very very competitive and a likable fun dude to be around. Yep, that's what I expect. That's who J.K. Dobbins is. Mm-hmm. So I think we'll I think we'll get there. Yeah, I don't know when. But I think we'll get there. And the last thing we want to talk about is the reported visit of outside linebacker Kyle Van Noy, a veteran guy who's you know kind of been around a little bit. The Chargers, uh, he played for the Patriots, Dolphins. He's he's played a little bit of everywhere. Uh, versatile linebacker. I mean, I, Ravens haven't signed him. Obviously, this is a reported visit. The, the move makes a lot of sense if they were to make this move. Right, I mean, here's a versatile dude. He's been good in pass coverage. He had ten pass breakups the year before last playing New England, and he's been pretty consistent as a pass rusher. He's had at least five sacks each of the past four seasons. Yeah. So, you know, the Ravens have obviously been in the market for outside linebacker help. We've talked, I don't know how many times about the possibility of bringing back Justin Houston, but it hasn't happened happened yet. Yeah. When it could happen. If it could happen, if it will happen, we don't know. But he still is out there. It doesn't seem like Justin Houston's in any rush yeah. to sign with anybody. Uh-huh. Um, and after nine and a half sacks last year, he probably ain't looking for bottom dollar either, right. is my guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, I think Kyle Van Noy makes se- would make sense for the Ravens because it would kind of be a Tyus. He's he's in a similar category of player to Tyus Bowser. Yeah. Similar kind of player. Tyus, really good in coverage, offers pass rush ability, flexible, versatile linebacker, similar to Van Noy. Mm-hmm. I would expect Van Noy would back up Tyus Bowser or step in if if Bowser isn't ready. Tyus Bowser hasn't practiced right. yet this all season. Like we just talked about. He's, exactly. He opened on that um, non-football injury list. Exactly. So what's his status exactly? Don't know, but if there's a problem there, Kyle Van Noy is a, a pretty darn good solution. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. here's the guy who started a lot of football games in the NFL and played at a pretty darn good level. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And, I mean, we'll also see if the Ravens end up signing him. You know, I think that that, like, I, I, yeah. all the re- it, it's well, a reported visit. that Dwayne Smoot, 
uh, from the Jags, the DN slash outside linebacker, was reportedly going to visit Monday, I think yeah. it was. And then he ended up re-signing with the Jags on Friday. Yeah. So that's out. Yeah. The Ravens are clearly, if the reports are true, clearly in the outside linebacker market. Yeah. Yeah, they're that's looking in say. that space. I think that there's going to be a move made before training camp opens or very shortly thereafter. Yeah. Is what I predict. Yeah. I was not going to predict the running back move. That one caught <laughs> me a little bit more by surprise. Uh-huh. I think I will predict, and I think we've been doing it, that they add an outside linebacker. Yeah. And it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I think that Van Deloitte, look, for all the reasons that you said, can make a lot of sense. Veteran player, versatile. Like, he's kind of been used all over as a linebacker in his yep. career. And, you know, I think that he he's a he's a tough guy who's been in the league a long time. And so if you can get him at this stage of the game, like, provide depth, could step in and start if needed. Yeah. I think, you know, like, we've been debating a little bit, like, with – the outside linebacker, like, who are your two starters? Like, who are your two guys? Like, right. is it Tyus and Owe? Okay, we've all been raving about Ajabo. Where does he fit exactly. in? Exactly. Like, well, what is that's that mix? Kind of the thing is that like, Owe and Ajabo are kind of both rush linebackers. Yeah. Right? Like, they're bigger dudes, can rush the passer, not really known in coverage, yeah. really. Um, physical players. Uh, whereas, like, your Sam linebacker, is kind of this kind of guy, Tyus Bowser, Kyle Van Noy. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit smaller of a guy, mm-hmm. uh, better working backwards in coverage, uh, but the the versatility to if he gets some one on ones and pass rush situations can definitely get home. I mean, Kyle Van Noy's played middle linebacker at times in his career, right? Know, so I mean, he's a versatile, he's versatile. dude. Yeah. Um. So, to me, what I like about this is what I would like about it, and the prospect of Van Noy is. A, it's an insurance policy with Bowser. Mm-hmm. Experienced dude, played a high level, as I've already said. And B, Houston, he, Justin Houston is more of a rush linebacker. And I'm still on board with bringing in Justin Houston, even yeah. if the Ravens did add Kyle Van Noy. If you could make both happen, sign me up. Yeah, sure. Right, I'm not going to pass up Justin Houston nine and a half sacks if the price is right. Yeah. You know? But, like, I do think that there's something to the notion of the Ravens get time if Justin Houston's in no rush I'm in no huge rush if I'm the Ravens either because I want to get a longer look at a Jabo. I want to get a longer look at Oway and see like all right the talent's there clearly they've been really good in practice so far let's get training camp let's take the next step up the pads yep. on we're a little more physical let's see yep like the the more time I get to evaluate them the better gauge I get on my comfort level of am I willing to put my eggs in that basket and say let's ride with these dudes yep. or do I need to bring back Justin Houston and you know for an insurance policy basically yeah all very good thoughts good questions and uh We'll see what how, how this ends up playing out if yep. the Ravens end up making a move there. So if you guys have questions, we are going to do a full training camp preview coming up next week before that first practice on uh, Wednesday. You can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Let us know what questions you have. And as camp gets up and running again, there's also going to be a whole bunch of press conferences. So if you haven't done so already, check out the Ravens Press Pass podcast feed. That's where we post every single presser in its entirety. And during camp, there's three, four, five guys that are talking each day. You know, it's 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 a busy time where there's a ton of people who are going to be talking to the media. Uh, so make sure that you go ahead and subscribe to that feed, feed. Leave a comment on this one. Leave a review on both of them. So uh, we appreciate everyone listening, and we will talk with you again soon. And also, the last thing, a little promo, last mm, promo, last okay, promo. Give it to me. Monday, 
Zay Flowers. We caught yeah. up with Zay Flowers uh, for an episode of the podcast. Really liked what he had to say. Love his mindset. His energy. Th- he was great. He was awesome. You'll be able to listen to that wherever you get your podcast and watch it on YouTube uh, and the site and the app. So I, I thought Zay, I really enjoyed the conversation with him. And uh, I think fans will really like what he had to say. So that's yeah. dropping on Monday. And then again on Wednesday, we'll have that full training camp preview. Then practice starts and we're off and running. So I got the hiccups. You better wrap this up. All right. Don't hiccup into the mic. All right. Thanks for listening. Talk with you again soon.